This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by the one and only Dr. Richard Blackaby. Good to see you again, Sam. It's always a pleasure, Richard. We, beautiful uh, day today. I know. It's, I'm feeling a little bit of a little hint of fall, maybe, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's always uh, September. We Everyone starts, at least in, in the South here, everyone starts to think, oh, you know, fall is just around the corner, and... No, it's still yeah, at least humid. a month away. Yeah, <laughs> September is is no. It's a teaser. It's yeah. like spring in Canada. It keeps pretending yeah. like it's coming. Yeah, 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 but but no, no, still still more heat to come. So, <laughs> but uh, all that aside, we have um, uh, answering a, a listener question today, and uh, just encourage you guys as you listen, if you have questions. Yeah. Um, uh, anytime, just uh, feel free to reach out. You can email us podcast at blackaby.org, and uh, we love to, to answer questions and dialogue with our listeners. So uh, feel free to do that. And, yeah. and I got this question here. It said, uh, how did you get a son-in-law who is so good looking, but but the handwriting looks a lot like yours, so I'm not oh, sure where it came well, from. But I, I haven't the foggiest, but that's a, that's a very nice uh, note you got there. You're, you're so lucky to have such a good-looking son-in-law. Uh, count your blessings, Richard. Um, but uh, other notes are also welcome. Um, but uh, So this one comes from a listener, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he has just talked about, um, really has a question about, this idea of a toxic workplace. Uh, he's even been accused that where he works it ha- has a toxic work environment or um, uh, even uh, himself perhaps being somewhat toxic. Um, and even uh, so, so his question really is, you know, what do you do with a, you know, if, if, if you're in a toxic work environment, if you work for a toxic person, if maybe you've been accused of being a toxic leader um, what can you do to correct that and, and overcome that, if yeah. anything? Yeah, well, I, you is, know... Is we, it hopeless? Well, <laughs> uh, you know, the, that idea of toxic has been a, become a pretty popular word uh, that gets used a, a lot of times. And toxic you know, basically means poisonous. And uh, a good example of that might be uh, exhaust fumes from a car. If you, yeah. you know, you got your car running in a a closed garage, uh, if you keep breathing that air in, it'll kill you. And that's really the concept of a toxic work environment or culture is that there's just poison in the air. And uh, over time, if you're exposed to it for for very long, it's going to kill morale, it's going to kill teamwork, uh, it's going to destroy joy in working and so on, productivity, uh, effectiveness. And, And can cause all kinds of emotional distress and uh, burnout and all kinds of, of things like that. And so it, it is certainly uh, a, a reality that uh, some people do have to face. And uh, and when someone comes to you as the boss the, or the manager and says, I feel like we have a toxic work environment here that we have to work in, um, you know, you, you do need to address that. And uh, yeah. But it's uh, there, there's a lot to it, and I, hopefully we can maybe unpack just some of the, uh, you know, some of the issues related to that. Uh, but you know, an example of a toxic work environment, you know, can, can sometimes be uh, when you've got some people, uh, and I, I would say sometimes it, I mean, it can just be one person that can 
turn an entire uh, work environment sour. If, uh, it's amazing what one negative, critical, uh, you know, con- uh, conflict-oriented uh, kind of person can can do to a culture. But yeah, uh, for instance, there's some things like like Marxism. For one thing, if you're let's say you're a Marxist, uh, in the sense of you, Marxists by the very philosophy believes that there's conflict that you know there's the conflict between the, the the poor and the rich the the proletariat and the bourgeoisie uh, and that the idea of, of Marxism has undergird a lot of things today such as black lives matter and just looking at race and saying there's just a continual conflict between the races or there's a conflict between rich and poor sometimes it gets into feminism it's just a constant warfare between females and males mm-hmm. and uh and so if if you've got someone in your uh your workplace who who has an underlying uh, approach to to life that way then a marxist almost and, until you can pretty well wipe out the other group you're going to just assume you just assume that it's normative for there to always be conflict yeah and i've seen people like this that uh, it's not even you know for, for a lot of us we as leaders we just think oh there's a problem well let's fix it but there are those who feel like well it's, it's not really fixable because yeah. if you're say a, a radical feminist and you feel like men are just always looking down on women and always trying to exploit them and always trying to get a, take advantage of them, then in one sense, there's, you, you almost can't do enough. You know, you can, you can yeah. hire the same number of women, but then if you, a feminist might say, yeah, but you, there's more uh, men in management, and so you put the same amount in there. And you, even if you did everything and everything was completely equal, they still might say, yeah, but in your your heart in your mind you still look down on us or you you use i felt demeaned when you talked to me yeah and everyone else might have said well he talked to you just like he talked to everybody else but but if you're predisposed to conflict then it doesn't matter what happens you're going to see conflict you're going to see oppression and so you know if you have one or two people like that in your organization that no matter what you do it's still conflict and yeah. the same with racism you know you could you could treat every race in your organization completely the same, and yet they might still say, "Yeah, but you're," but I felt I felt put down by the way you spoke to me. Um, you you just assume that there has to be conflict, and so when you get some people like that uh, who are always looking for this any little slight, even if it's just I just you know, and, and how do you defend yourself about? Well, I just felt like you were looking down on me, or I felt like you were the way you said that I, I felt put down um even if everyone else in the room saying well he didn't speak to you any differently than anyone else yeah uh, so you add you add a person to like that and you know what happens it puts everyone on edge uh and the problem with that is that you can never resolve it you can never yeah. do enough um you know you can never you can't fix the problem right it's, it's different if someone says hey you know i've noticed that uh we you don't have as many women in management and and but here's some women that are fully qualified and so on and, and competent and, and, and able, and so you look at that and say, okay, yeah, I guess uh, you know statistically we are a little underrepresented there. Well, well, we'll fix that. We'll promote this person. We'll put this person in place. You know, we'll. But uh, it's one thing to just point out an issue and then resolve it. It's another thing that no matter what you do, it just continues to be there. And so. 
Uh, and so there's different ways where that happens. But uh, and, and so if you're if you're in management and someone says, I, I feel like we have a toxic environment, you know, one thing you, you want to do first is just verify that. Is that yeah. true? Do we have a toxic environment? And and I would just say that and, and I, I've had some of this experience where sometimes I mean, it could be true. You you may you may have a toxic environment, or certainly an, an unhealthy one. Uh, that might you know might be stretching it to say it's poisonous, but but it you may have a, a culture that needs addressing. Yeah. Uh, but you also have to always, of course, evaluate the source as well. So, if you've got just one person on your whole staff who feels like the culture is toxic. Um, well, I'd, I would look at that closely because yeah. I know some people that everywhere they go, they see trouble, they see, uh, unfairness. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I was in college, uh, there was a, a girl that was in my college group and she'd been fired from like seven or eight companies in a row. And, and so when she would say, it just seems like everyone is, and she was a woman and, you know, so for her to say, well, people just put women down or people are just a bias toward men or against women. I'd say, well, you know, that could have happened. I could see that being the case once or twice, but eight times in a row. Uh, and the, and there's other women working in all those companies that haven't been fired, but yeah. you have. I'm starting to think that perhaps really the issue is you. And instead of taking responsibility for your own actions, you're just blaming the environment. You're just saying it's just toxic here. So, but, uh, you know, so the first thing you want to do is just, uh, look and see, is this widespread? I mean, yeah. are, are there many people saying, yeah, that it is dysfunctional here. It's, and, and I think if you, if you have a toxic environment, you know, you, you may not have a lot of people who are willing to tell you that i feel like yeah you know maybe a, a sign of a toxic environment is nobody talks about the toxic environment yeah but if you've got people quitting and you know maybe being cagey about the reason then you know that could be a sign that you've yeah. got some culture issues yeah I so think, what what would be some sure. ways that, that that people that you can verify this yeah. accusation of well, toxicity. You know, I one and, and and I think too you need to if you're the leader you need to find out is it is it me? I, I mean, am I the toxic source here? Uh, is it whenever I'm in a meeting there's conflict and people lose their tempers and storm out of the room or yeah. does this happen whether I'm in the meeting or not? Is this happening all over the company? If if it is, if it's widespread then it may be a culture thing. If it's just only when you're present then I'd start to think, well, if, if I'm the common denominator, maybe it's me. So so let me first figure this out. Is this happening kind of throughout the organization? And if so, then it's obviously bigger than me. Now, if you're the leader, you're ultimately responsible for the culture. So as a leader, you, you've got to still say, well, under my, under my watch, this is happening. But you want to know, am I the cause of it? Or do I, do I as a leader, need to address the cause but uh, yeah, you, you mentioned a good one. If, if you keep losing people, especially good people, uh, they, they may not tell you why. They just, they're just tired of the fighting. They're tired of the tension. Uh, they're tired of just the dysfunction of y your, the staff that you lead. Uh, then that's, that's obviously a, a, a huge sign. I think, I think morale is, is the same. If, if, if there's just a really low morale among everybody, I mean, because it just... Uh, toxicity just 
sucks the morale out of people. Yeah. You just you're not enthusiastic about work or what you're doing if you just have to put up with a bunch of nonsense all the time. Um, and success. I mean, how how successful have you been in producing your product and growing your business? Um, if there's just no success, uh, or you might you know you might have lots of success, but you're you're burning people out like crazy. Uh, sometimes that's what happens is you people just get used and then tossed aside and yeah. and uh, it's burning up and chewing up uh, good staff people. And so for at least a time, it's still producing products, but it's it's wearing everybody out. Nobody wants to work there anymore. So, you know, there's there's certain tests, uh, kind of like in a going to a doctor's office where you 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 look in certain places uh, and uh, you, you see if people are are growing uh, personally in in the business. Are they developing? And are you producing better leaders and you know, people that are content to work there, uh, or are people kind of stagnating? Are they just putting in time? Yeah. Uh, are there new ideas, uh, coming forth? Are people creatively saying, Hey, you know, we could maybe do this or do that. Or are people kind of hunkered down? Are they more just, uh, and, and a good, usually a good, uh, test is just pay close attention in a staff meeting, uh, get the staff in the room together and see how they relate to one another. Are they all very defensive? Are they all just kind of comfortably nestled into their silos where they just protect their turf? And uh, yeah, how freely do people share ideas? Uh, how, how freely do people share constructive criticism? If yeah. you, you know, it's very hard in a toxic environment to uh, give and receive uh, criticism. If, if something doesn't go right, does everybody blame everyone else or do they take ownership uh are, are people encouraging one another when someone does fall short does the staff rally around each other and 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 be positive or is it just negative and um and certainly are people are staff coming up with solutions uh to the problems because every, every organization has problems uh but in a toxic environment it just seems like you never really resolve anything yeah, you're just all everybody's avoiding everything and trying to just you know, yeah, and not it's just there. Stir the pot at it's all. It's just and, like it's and you know the attitude's kind of like it's not worth it. Or I tried to address this, or I I mentioned this one time and got shot down. So now I'm just going to just just you know get my paycheck and just try to avoid getting on anyone's radar. Um, and, and so there's lots of signs where it becomes very toxic. Certainly the way people treat each other though is a always a good example if yeah. people are kind if you if you hear laughter in the hallways and people are enjoying coming to work then obviously it can't be as toxic perhaps as it, it, you've been told but uh uh but if it's if there's not a lot of laughter people are leaving as quick as they can to get out of there and arriving late uh, uh there, there there are certain signs you know that become obvious there's something not right here and I could tell just leading a staff meeting, not necessarily that it was toxic, but just that there were some issues going on. Uh, and uh, you can just tell by the banter around a boardroom table. Um, yeah. are, are, are people enjoying being together? Are they getting caught up? Um, are they upbeat? Uh, or is, has the spirit gone down? And, and of course, as a leader, the, the quicker that you detect that, the, the sooner you can respond to it. 
And yeah. uh, so those are some of the signs um, that you can be watching for. Just kind of like going to the doctor and they're going to take your blood pressure and your pulse and your temperature or whatever. They're going to weigh you uh, just to get a baseline. And, yeah. and so there are just certain things as a leader that you're always kind of keeping your eyes on to just see because... Again, sometimes it all it takes is just one person that enters into the staff and with a constant kind of negative bent to them and constantly looking at what's wrong or just making some snarly comment that just puts everybody in the room on edge. Uh, it doesn't take much or, or many no. to begin to affect the, the culture, the morale of the whole organization. Yeah. Well, I like this. We've, we've sort of looked at how to, to diagnose uh, toxicity in the workplace. But uh, let's take a break. And I think when we come back, we'll look at some solutions to that. This fall, Black Abbey Ministries is hosting Spiritual Leadership Coaching Workshop. The in-person workshop is October 21st through the 23rd. To find out more and to register, visit blackabbeycoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. So Richard, uh, before the break, we looked at, you know, how, how do you tell if your organization is toxic? You know, if, if maybe there's been an accusation um, that, uh, you know, you're toxic or you're, you're uh, you know, leading a toxic Right. organization or workplace. Um, so what do we do if it is the case? We, we've, we've checked the symptoms. We've seen the signs. Yes, there is toxicity. Um, and uh, what can be done? And even if you are, if you happen to be the, the culprit, um, what can someone do? Yeah, certainly if you're the source of it, then you, there's a lot you can do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times people will come into an organization and, and it was toxic when you got there and uh, and now you've got to fix it. Or maybe you, you've just inadvertently some staff have been added uh, that are beginning to turn things negative and you begin to notice, uh, hey, it's, there's something is going uh, is amiss here in this organization. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, certainly, you know, as we, we mentioned before the break, try to identify the source if you can it sometimes it could be just a handful of people that are just uh, gossiping uh, spreading all kinds of negativity through the place and um, and I, I I found as a leader uh, you know some things we've often said one is just leaders if there's trouble get on it right away yeah I mean if you've got to postpone a meeting postpone your vacation but but get on this quickly because this kind of stuff uh, festers poison you know, left alone, saying, well, I've got poison in my system, but I'm about to go on vacation. I'll wait for a couple of weeks and then I'll, I'll deal with the poison. Yeah. You deal with poison right away. And that becomes priority number one. And it, it's not that problems don't come uh, on your watch, but good leaders get on it. And they, and, and you, you sort of just let the word be out there. If, if, if I detect a problem, I will be like a, a hound dog, just tracking it down until I, I find the source and we deal with it. And so if you're the problem, I'll be knocking on your door and we'll be having a face to face Yeah, and I'll relentlessly stay with you until you change or we change you and, and uh, replace you with someone else. But so I, I would meet with people. I'd get face to face. I'd, I'd ask, um, questions. Uh, I'd, I'd be watching to see how responsive they are. Um, I, I, I'm always looking for ringleaders. Uh, there's usually some, there's typically if there's, there are followers and then there are, are leaders and, uh, the, a lot of the followers can, 
get back in line if they just if you if you sort of knock the the, the poison off at the head and uh, yeah. so find out who it is that's doing that. Um, you know, I, there's some things you can do just just to team build. Uh, sometimes it's just, hey, we just what's happened is uh, there, there's always a vacuum with leadership. If you're not leading, a vacuum develops and. Sometimes you just need you. Maybe you've had to travel a lot. That that's been my case. You know, I've tried to, I've led organizations, but I've had to be away a lot and travel. And sometimes you just get so busy, and gone and focused on other things that stuff just happens on your watch. And then you realize, okay, I need to really hunker down here for a bit and get things kind of straightened up here. And so, uh, you know, that means maybe you need to just spend some time with um, people and. Uh, and just remind them of what the mission's about. Remind yeah. them that you care about them, that you want what's best for their work environment. Uh, maybe do something fun. You know, if you haven't heard any laughter on the staff for a while, maybe it's time to do something. I, I remember when I led a seminary for several years, we just had a retreat up in uh, at Banff uh, in the Rocky Mountains uh, over the weekend, and it was just meant to be fun. And I, I, I remember we had a couple of things that we did on some of those retreats that we laughed so hard. Uh, it was so funny that, I mean, you're just like wiping the tears from your eyes. And, yeah. But we'd had a busy year. We'd had to go through accreditation. We'd had a lot of changes we're doing and a lot of uh, hard work. And I just realized that there's just something very therapeutic about laughter. And so sometimes if, if in a toxic environment, there's typically not a lot of laughter. So yeah. You know, take time to do that, and and um, and I would just say that uh, if you find a toxic individual, like I, if if you find someone who's just always combative, I mean, every meeting they're just looking for a fight. They're they're they never find solutions. They just find enemies, and they're just they just feel like conflict is inevitable. That every staff meeting, every interview, uh, they just assume that there has to be conflict. Uh, I'll just be honest with you, those people, unless they have a radical encounter with God, uh, they're difficult to, to change. Yeah. Uh, now, people who always blame others, you know, they're, they're always at the center of every conflict, but it's never their fault. Uh, <laughs> it's never anything they did. They're, they're just innocent victims, but, boy, but they've been victimized by every other person who works there. And you start to think, well, or you're just a person that is just... Uh, looking for conflict and you see it everywhere and you're disturbing every every staff person you relate to uh then i think sometimes you just have to do some radical surgery and just say these kinds of people it's unless they i mean they have to have completely change their whole perspective in life um and not just be looking for conflict and and so that often just means um that you just need you, you need to help them find let them join the army or something where they can look for conflict and engage in battle but uh uh but not in my workplace you know not here on my team um uh, and and you just have to be something of a shepherd to your your organization and your people and when wolves come in and they're just really just going to eat people up and cause turmoil you just have to, your, your staff have got to know that you will look out for them and you just will not allow them to be victimized. And Yeah, well, and I think that's so key is that you show that you care more about the rest of the staff, about them being in a good place than, than you know, not making conflict with this one 
yeah difficult individual like and there's you know i know some people sometimes you think like there'll be tears and anger and loud voices in a staff meeting and they'll think oh we had a robust conversation today well there's there's a difference between a robust discussion and just toxicity where yeah where someone is just you know offending everybody around in the room and and being allowed to get away with it and I, I think sometimes as a leader, you've got to call out stuff that's just not appropriate and to say, hey, hey, hold on, time out here. Like, we don't talk to each other that way. You, you can express an opinion as soon as you start putting people down, saying things that just offend, um, getting ugly. Uh, you, you've got to be the policeman who, who steps in and says, this, this will not be tolerated. Yeah. And uh, you've just crossed the line there. And if you don't, if you don't say that, um, then people start to feel unsafe. They start to feel like a, like a, a lawless state of anarchy where, boy, just people can just run roughshod over other staff people and the boss just lets it happen. Yeah. And if you don't feel safe, uh, then you, you don't do good work, obviously, and morale goes down. And so one of the assignments, roles of a leader is help your people feel safe and secure. Uh, and, you know, we should probably say maybe you're not the maybe you're not the manager you're it's not you you're just you're one of the employees uh but you you may feel like you work in a, a toxic environment and yeah. you know that's difficult because it's it's challenging enough when you're you're the leader and you're trying to address it but if you're on staff um certainly i think i would i mean again it depends on where that it's coming from if it's coming from your boss you're really in that's a tough one is, uh, and to be honest with you, if, if it's a toxic environment, uh, you may really need to look for another place to work. Uh, to be honest with you, it's if you're, it's like breathing in poison every day. Uh, yeah. Do you, you're you're doing harm to yourself emotionally. Uh, obviously, you want to trust in the Lord. The, the God can be a, a stronghold for you. He can give you, grant you peace. But but you're going to be spending a lot of energy just trying to keep your sanity your your walk with god yeah your sense of peace uh and i would just say money's not worth a toxic environment there there have been some famous stories like exxon and and places where they were having some numerical success money success but boy they were chewing people up and uh well at least success on paper yeah on paper (laughs) and you know in that environment they had a kind of a standard uh rule where uh, the the bottom ten percent of the performers were let go every year. So you know you always were in fear that if I drop down to the lower ten percent, I'm gone. And and you're yeah. looking at everybody and competing against them and and s- sitting around the table or all the people that may still be here next year when I get booted off the island. So um, so you know there you you can have some companies that at least on the outside look highly successful but it's uh it's just wearing people out uh to try to keep up and uh and so in an unhealthy way and so you know i think for 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 people maybe who find themselves in that kind of situation obviously turn to the lord ask him for strength uh for peace uh, but at the same time uh living in a poisonous environment day after day is going to wear you down and it's going to it's going to prevent you from perhaps the growth and uh, the success you would have had in just an ordinary or healthy organization. So um, if you're in that place, and I've seen people that thought, well, I've only got three more years till I can uh, 
retire, I get this uh, whatever benefit, um, or that, you know, they, I hate my job, but it just pays so well. Yeah, life's too short to hate the thing you do for 40 hours a week. uh, And and money, you know, there's a lot more to quality of life than just the highest paying dollar and yeah. and I've known people that have done that they they left jobs where they were it was very wholesome and nurturing and encouraging but they could make a dollar an hour somewhere else and so that was unhealthy and they felt uh, all kinds of backbiting and and attacks and uh, and so to say you know if you're looking for a company uh, look for one that don't just look at the bottom line of how much they pay, but what's the culture like? Do, are, is there laughter yeah. in the cubicles? Are people enjoying working together? Are there smiles? Do people seem upbeat about their work, or is everybody, you know, just kind of have a a, a thin layer of uh, smiles and uh, on the surface, but you, you just sense there's stuff going on here. There's a tension in the air, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been in places like that where you just you, you just you, you know, if you're just dropping in, you can't necessarily put a finger on it, but you just have a sense, wow, there's just, there's, there's all kinds of underlying messages and feelings going on here. And it just, it sent, you just sense it's almost like a powder keg. And uh, yeah. that's a, it's tough to work on a, in a powder keg where it could go off at any moment. And, and I've known people who've been in those places, um, People have angry outbursts. They just kind of lose it, and you, you kind of never know when something like that's going to happen. And uh, I've, I've had friends who finally just said, "Enough is enough. I've got to. I've got to walk away from this." And so, yeah. To our to our the person that uh, submitted this question, he apparently is in some management uh, role, and so uh, you know, do some uh, do some careful analysis uh, because sometimes when you're at the top, you can be oblivious to what's happening downstream a, a little bit but uh you know dig dig deep and talk to people ask if, if only one yeah. person keeps telling you that it's toxic then you know treat that with start to think well if if it's just this one person who keeps experiencing conflict that might be a different issue but yeah if i start having people saying well you know there is this or that happen or or just what you observe a lot of uh, temper, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, closed uh, people that don't want to open up or share opinions, then um, realize, there, it, don't, don't, don't let something stay that way. Don't just say, yeah, I just wish people would talk more. You know, I, I would just wish that uh, people got along better. Uh, as a leader, there, there are lots of things you can do to, to make it a better environment. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for this, and uh, it's it's been very uh, helpful, I think. And um, again, if you have questions as our listeners, uh, definitely uh, do email us, podcast at blackaby.org. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.